Uh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to uh, Keeping an Eye on the Geopolitical Ball with me, Jamie Shea, Senior Fellow at uh, Friends of uh, Europe. Well, I, I woke up this morning to the, uh, the good news. I think it is good news uh, that the uh, climate change conference in Dubai, the COP28, had ended on a positive note with uh, an adopted text. Not easy when you have nearly 200 countries from across the globe uh, to sign up to that text, each having the right of uh, veto. And that most significantly of all, for the first time ever in 30 years of COP uh, meetings, uh, the text contained a reference to fossil fuels and in particular transitioning away uh, from uh, fossil fuels. Um, this was the most hotly contested issue uh, during the nearly three weeks of negotiations uh, in, in, in Dubai. There were over 2,000 representatives from the oil and gas industry uh, in attendance, lobbying for a continuation uh, of oil and gas uh, projects. Uh, and uh, on the, the penultimate hour, uh, just before the end, uh, there was a shock when the, the Kuwaiti chair uh, of the OPEC uh, cartel of uh, oil producers uh, sent a letter out uh, asking the OPEC member states to make sure that there was no reference uh, to fossil fuels uh, in the text uh, uh, at all. This, of course, uh, provoked outrage from uh, a great majority of countries that see the phase out of fossil fuels as absolutely fundamental to any attempt uh, to uh, uh, arrest and slow down and, and eventually control uh, the accelerating pace of uh, uh, global uh, warming and uh, uh, climate uh, uh, change. Now, uh, a transitioning away, uh, of course, is not going to please uh, everybody. It's a voluntary commitment. The text speaks quite weakly of states contributing to the goal of transitioning away, which means that they could do very much or they could do uh, very little. And it's certainly not the hard commitment to a phase out by a certain date uh, that many countries and the climate activists present in Dubai uh, were uh, expecting. But it's the sort of habit of uh, cops to be evolutionary rather than re revolutionary uh, and to work uh, in, in small incremental steps from one annual meeting uh, to the uh, uh, next. Um, fossil fuels represent 80% still uh, of uh, energy uh, uh, production. 90% uh, of the transport sector continues to rely on oil. Uh, so it's probably unrealistic to expect a phase out uh, anytime soon. But at least the final COP text uh, pledges that uh, we should all work towards carbon neutrality, including in fossil fuel use uh, by uh, uh, mid-century. Uh, now, uh, there were other good things that occurred uh, in Dubai as well uh, over the last two weeks. For example, the first agreement to set up a fund on loss and damage. Uh, many developing countries have been calling for this for many years, claiming that they weren't responsible for climate change. Uh, that was done by the industrialized countries uh, using fossil fuels over the last 150 years. But because of their uh, weak economies, vulnerable societies, poor infrastructure, they often suffer most of all. Uh, from catastrophic uh, flooding uh, or from uh, hurricanes uh, or from uh, extreme heat conditions. Um, many Western countries were reluctant to set up a loss and damage fund, thinking that it would bring endless lawsuits uh, and large compensation claims, or that the countries that receive money might not spend it on improving their resilience to climate change. But uh, there was a breakthrough in Dubai where not just the principle, but finally the fund itself uh, were uh, established, and many countries announced initial contributions. There was also an agreement to triple the use of renewables like wind, solar, hydrogen, uh, geothermal, uh, three times 
uh, between now and 2030. Renewables are much talked about as the solution uh, to uh, replacing fossil fuels, but they still, even today, represent only 2% of global electricity uh, uh, generation. Um, 20 countries came together in a pact to triple the use of nuclear power uh, uh, by 2030. Um, nuclear power has made a comeback. Uh, not just because it's a way of dealing with climate change, uh, but also because uh, as the price of oil and gas go up, uh, expensive nuclear power does become slightly more affordable. Uh, nuclear represents 9% of world uh, uh, electricity generation at, at the moment, but fourth generation smaller, cheaper, more efficient, more environmentally friendly reactors, also fusion uh, technology, uh, could make nuclear power uh, much more attractive and usable uh, in the future. There was an agreement also to reduce methane gas uh, 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 emissions, methane being four times more polluting uh, than gas and conventional fossil fuels. The aviation industry stepped in as well uh, by uh, agreeing to develop what's known as SAFs, sustainable energy fuels, uh, uh, which uh, currently represent only 2% of aviation fuel use, but which could obviously make flying more envir environmentally friendly. Aviation accounts for 3% uh, of uh, emissions, CO2 emissions at the moment. What I found, however, perhaps most uh, noteworthy was for, was for the first time, uh, the COP in Dubai also broached the issue of health and the increasing impact of climate change on health. Five million people die of air pollution in our cities uh, every year, but only half a percentage uh, point of, of all global finance to tackle climate change goes to uh, health. Uh, there was also a meeting on food production as, as well. So the COP agenda uh, widens uh, ever uh, more. But of course, uh, if there is an evolutionary approach to what is a revolutionary phenomenon uh, called climate change, the question coming out of Dubai is, yes, OK, two and a half cheers. Uh, it pushed the cursor forward. But what do we still need to do? And where do we need to go, uh, particularly as we look to Azerbaijan, another petro state, which is going to be organizing the COP uh, next year? Well, first, of course, we have to continue to firm up that language on phasing out uh, uh, fossil uh, fuels. Uh, we have to get rid of the fuels and not just deal with the emissions that these fossil fuels generate, which has been the approach so far. I think the oil and gas industry now understands that global capture and storage, which is often presented as the, uh, the solution to fossil fuels, uh, uh, capturing the carbon in the atmosphere, burying it underground. Uh, yes, those technologies exist, uh, but they only currently work at 50% efficiency. And the investment in them is far too small to really present a solution. So we need to find a way to, this time round, get an agreement on phasing out fossil fuels. One solution to this could be a differentiated approach, whereby the wealthy countries move faster to phase out fossil fuels than developing countries, particularly in Africa, which continue to rely upon them and would need them for a bit longer. And there has to be an agreement by the industrialized countries to help the poorer countries of the world with renewable technologies much faster uh, if we're going to persuade countries like Botswana or Nigeria or, or Iraq or others uh, to give up uh, fossil fuel production and use. Secondly, we need to step up investments in renewables. Currently, they run at $1.3 trillion a year. But experts calculate that $5 trillion a year are going to be needed if we're going to bring renewables on quickly as a viable alternative. For example, just 2% of investment in renewables currently goes to Africa. 
Thirdly, we need an adaptation fund because uh, whether we are successful at keeping climate uh, global warming under 2%, 1.5 degrees uh, Celsius above pre-industrial targets, whether we're successful or not, uh, a certain amount of global warming and therefore extreme weather events, higher temperatures, rising sea levels, they're already baked into the ecosystem. So one thing we didn't hear much about in Dubai uh, is this ambition to double the money uh, for an adaptation fund to help uh, the more vulnerable countries improve their resilience uh, to hurricanes and floods and natural weather events, harden their infrastructure as well. Money is going to be a massive uh, issue. Um, Sultan al-Jabba, the uh, president of the COP, announced at the end that $82 billion of new money uh, was raised. What he really meant by that was that the cost of all of the pledges that were made in Dubai would total $82 billion. Whether this money actually comes, we'll wait to see. There was also, for the first time at the COP, a meeting on philanthropy and the announcement that uh, the philanthropic sector foundations were prepared to stump up an extra $2.1 billion. This is great, but it's peanuts when we think of the trillions that are going to be needed. So how do we find the finance? How do we get the private sector to chip in and do more? A climate related skills uh, in terms of uh, uh, people being trained to for green technologies uh, and for green jobs is important. Uh, industry reports that only one third of the workforce currently needed uh, with climate skills are currently available. So we need to step up our jobs training and education. Finally, bringing the public along. The great paradox of climate change is that as it becomes more serious and as governments take uh, stronger, if belated, measures to cope with it, like phasing out petrol and diesel cars, promoting heat pumps, electric cars, uh, introducing congestion charges in inner cities, so public resistance grows. A recent YouGov poll uh, in the European Union and including the UK found that nearly 50% of the voters uh, reject any further steps to deal with climate change that could affect their standard of living. A recent German family interviewed on the BBC pensioners reported that the cost of a heat pump was 35,000 euros, uh, and that would be the equivalent of their entire state uh, pension. We've seen from recent elections, particularly in the Netherlands, particularly the demonstrations of farmers, that resistance to climate change is growing at the time when governments need more and more to stay the course. How they make that particular case and keep the voters on side for their own uh, uh, ultimate benefit it is going to be a great test, uh, particularly as we go forward to the European elections in just a few months' time. So uh, two and a half cheers for uh, Dubai, uh, but still uh, plenty to do. And the question is, is can we continue to take an evolutionary approach to a revolutionary phenomenon? Sooner or later, we either have to slow down climate change or we have to catch up uh, in implementing the solutions. Thank you very much for listening today. Last uh, eye of the year. Uh, enjoy your Christmas break. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, but I will do my utmost to be back with you early in January. Bye for now.